Joining us now on the Hops and Spirits Friday Five Q&A is Josh Cameron, the North American brand ambassador for Roe & Co. Josh, welcome in. Jonathan, thanks for having me. Well, glad, glad to have you. And, you know, uh, before we get into, you know, what Roe & Co. is, what can you talk a little bit about yourself, how you got into this industry and, okay. and what, it's, what it's like for you? Yeah, I mean, um, I've in a lot of ways been a part of this industry my entire life. As a little kid, I worked um, in restaurants where my mother was a cook and I, that was my first entry in. I thought I, I thought I was never gonna do it again. I always said that, but I ended up, it ended up being a part of my life forever. I'm actually looking at a guitar amp that I bought right now as a kid when I was actually a porter. And I hated that job, but I still have the amp. Um, and then I, um, so I grew up in Pennsylvania. I was always very obsessed with uh, like farming culture, with cornfields, with fishing, with rivers, those things. So I think in a way that kind of has a route into, into getting into whiskey. And then I came to New York for acting and music. And also I became a bartender at that time. Um, and I was always very attached to whiskey. I was always in love with it. And I didn't know anything. So I was always studying and learning. You know, I was, I was that eager new guy. And a lot of great bartenders, I would go after my shift and sit down and they would just, they, they saw that, I guess, the sparkle in my eye. And they would, they would take out whiskeys on the bar and just walk me through them. And so then I started getting obsessed with the books and the, the community. And I started making cocktail menus. <clears throat> And that was because I wanted to make cocktails that connect with people. I wasn't trying to be a mixologist. I was just trying to make cocktails that connect. Also, I was trying to get better jobs. So these were things that were necessary for me. And, you know, those things kind of merged to one. And I got a chance to go to Kentucky and I fell in love with Kentucky. I fell in love with the like, smell of a rickhouse, the, um, you know, the sunrise, all the poetry of it. And that was kind of um, a very big turning point for me. And I just fell even in deeper love with whiskey and, it became a major part of my life. Well, and now, now you're the, <clears throat> the brand ambassador for, for Row & Co., uh, yes. which is kind of an old brand brought back to life, so to speak. So can, for yep. those that may be unfamiliar with the name, can you give them a little bit of history of it? Yeah. So speaking of the name, we are named after a man named George Rowe, who even in my time as a, you know, a, a whiskey novice in my times growing and reading, I never knew a lot about George Rowe, but um, I actually... It turns out he's actually was one of the premier distillers in the world. So there was a golden triangle in Ireland and he's at the top of it in Dublin. He has the largest distillery in the world for about 200 years. His grandfather started it, his grandfather, Peter Rowe. And then um, by the late 19th century, they're the number one distillers. They export 2 million gallons a year. They <clears throat> are beacons in the community. They kind of like Victorian socialites almost of that era. Um, and then as you, as you know, Irish whiskey takes a major hit with trade embargoes, the Irish rebellion, the refusal to change out of the pot still and go to the column still that was on the rise in Scotland. And then of course, prohibition, which is the final nail in the coffin. So from about 1926, when George Rose distillery closed for next hundred years, there's only about three distilleries in Ireland. It's pretty wild because that was the original, original birthplace of what we know as whiskey today. And um, so for about 100 years, it's dormant. And then our master blender, her name is Caroline Martin. She is a 35-year master blender, also obsessed with alchemy in the same way of all those, you know, all those old distillers. And um, so she decided to make a whiskey that is a premium sipper, but it's also a premium cocktail whiskey. And then that third part of it that makes it maybe tough is that it's also Irish. So she collaborated with bartenders to make, um, to find this perfect blend. So they actually made 120 blends 
And most of those were, I mean, I would say every single one of them was really great Irish whiskey, but what they wanted um, with this one to be a premium sipper and also a premium cocktail whiskey, they had to do different things. So these five bartenders she collaborates with, they actually encouraged her to, to raise the proof from the traditional 40% of Irish mm -hmm. whiskey to 45 and to use non-shell filtration in this blend, which is so magic because it coats the palate. It gives a creamy viscosity, but it also activates whenever you drop some water in it or when you shake it with a cocktail. So more flavor actually comes out and scientifically it's able to do more for a cocktail than 98% of whiskeys. Well, and, and it's so amazing to see it kind of brought back to life. Obviously, it's going to be different because it yes. went away for a, a long time. But how, yep. how is it different? Is it just because of it's kind of a new blend with the uh, paying homage to the to the old one? Or is there a little bit of history mixed in as well? Well, I mean, there's history mixed in in that we still traditionally use the three copper stills. We're on the same plot of land. We have uh, George Rose grandfather planted actually a pear tree, which is still on the plot of land in Ireland, which is right across from the Guinness Brewery. And um, so we, we built a state-of-the-art distillery on his old plot of land. Um, you know, it's, it's still Irish. We have those, those Irish grains, those Irish barleys. But I would say, and this is probably, you know, maybe in poetry, it's not as fun, but thankfully it isn't the old whiskey because those older whiskeys were harsh. They were um, unrefined, if you will. So this is a very innovative new whiskey that is made to do things that other whiskeys haven't done. So and probably every way I would say it's a different whiskey than George Rowe, other than it is Irish, has those Irish grains, has that, that Irish water and that, that history in it. Well, and then, you know, too, obviously we're coming into a, a fun time of year, the holiday season, uh, as I like to say, uh, whiskey, is that a good gift uh, or something to bring to those holiday parties that folks might be going to? Funny you should ask, sir. <laughs> I happen to be biased. Uh, it's, I think it's the best gift. Um, I mean, our bottle especially is a great gift because we put the whole story into the bottle. And I think that just goes to show that every detail of this whiskey from grains to glass to the bottling process is for a reason. And then it's also a, a bottle you look at, you ask, hey, what is that? It's beautiful. Do I want to keep that on my shelf? Yes. I think it, I think it looks great you know, coming out of a box. You open up the box on the holidays. What is this it's sitting there? Maybe you have a pear next to it because of our pear tree. Um, I think whiskey is a great gift because so many different kinds of people can come together over whiskey. Everyone can come together. And what's great about our whiskey is it is 45%. So it's stronger than a lot of traditional Irish whiskeys. But with that non-shell filtration, with that triple distillation in the copper stills, it's going to be creamier and gentler than um, a lot of other 45% whiskeys. So while the cask strength drinker is also going to love it, the maybe, Hey, I'm new to whiskey drinker also is going to be, it's going to be palatable and exciting for them. Well, and then, you know, your, your background is being a bartender coming yep. up with those, those fun creations. I always feel like, especially when you, you got, whether it's a party or, or maybe you're going to be drinking with folks of all, all ranges, a cocktail is a great way to introduce someone to, to a whiskey. hundred percent, hundred percent. How, how does this play? What are, what are some cocktails you can create with this maybe themed around the holidays or just, you know, great for the holidays? Well, that's, that's great. I think, um, yeah. So every year I have a friend's giving party. I'm that guy. I start thinking about it. I start thinking about it in August, August, June. I'm, you know, I'm worse than my grandma. And so one of my favorite things is making a drink for friends and especially my non-bartender friends, because you know, not everyone has this access to whiskey and this information. So whiskey, uh, whiskey drinks that I make that I make that are more batchable for my friends, 
pretty much anything with cider. So traditional Irish whiskey is uh, has those orchard fruit notes, but because of our copper still and because of our non-shell filtration, those two together make it lend more to a little bit of a pear note. Mm -hmm. And so we've embraced that pear tree and that story. Um, it's also in the liquid, which is great. So I love it with in a cider cocktail. If I'm going to be at home for the holidays, um, I've actually mixed it with some chai, some chai uh, blends, and that's been that's been excellent because you can put that in a in a base, and all your friends are happy. You're you know you're playing some music. Um, of course, though, at home, the holidays old fashioned. That's a very good. It's a great staple to make sure the whiskey because a lot of whiskeys are going to be delicious on their own, but the second you add water or anything to them, they might not hold up, and they might not have that same or exciting new character come out of them. And so what's great about Rowan Co is you want to taste the whiskey, you want to taste it. So it's aged in ex bourbon barrels. So we're going to get those notes from bourbon, those vanillas, those, those oak notes, um, gentle cinnamon, some anise. So, I mean, if you are a fancy home bartender who spent the entire <laughs> lockdown learning, you know, learning cocktails, maybe you make a Sazerac, right? Because it's going to be a creamier, oily Sazerac that also embraces that cinnamon, that anise flavor. Um, another, another cocktail that I really love, I always want to mention this for the holidays is any kind of riff on, a, on the flips or the, um, you know, so like an egg white, I do one with coconut milk, egg white. And then I actually, so I shake that up and a little bit of sugar and about an ounce of Guinness. So it can blend in these, these, you know, even, even people who are unexpecting of a, um, a holiday cocktail, put a little nutmeg on top and at home, you have an excellent cocktail that feels like you're at a cocktail bar. Well, I was going to say, I feel like too, with what went into the, the blending of this whiskey, working with those bartenders has to go a long way to make this a very versatile whiskey. hundred percent. That's, I think that's the, that's the best thing about this whiskey. Um, so I personally, I'm a, I'm a whiskey lover who always was drawn towards bourbon and rye because of the versatility there. This is the first Irish whiskey I've ever seen that has this kind of versatility, this mixability and the ability to also extremely well stand up on its own. So your friends who want to have that neat drink, your friends who want to have a um, maybe on the rocks, that's going to be incredible because of the way it opens up in, in the palate, but also it's going to be mixable in so many ways. I mean, a sour is a great cocktail to make. I talk about the gold rush pretty often, you know, the gold rush cocktail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, obviously it's a simple modern classic, but it works so well because that non-chill filtration leaves in some proteins at the molecular level that they wanted to get rid of before, you know, that's kind of why it's chill filtration <laughs> because you know, that little extra flavor, I don't know what's in it, but right now those are, those are great details that can open up more in the cocktail and they'll actually have uh, tiny little explosions. That's kind of like when you drop water in your whiskey, you see a little bit of clouds come up and those are actually flavor explosions. So if you are shaking it in a cocktail, even if it doesn't have the egg white or aquafaba, it's going to have a froth as though it, it almost does. Well, I, and that's, I think the thing I love most about, you know, talking to, to folks like yourself and just learning so much about whiskey and bourbon, even beer in the beer world too, is just how much science goes into it and how much oh, science yes. plays a, a role. And it's it's so cool to see that. And, and I guess we'll, we'll we'll wrap this up with one question because, you know, Rowan Co. is kind of new to the, to yep. the market and, and, yeah. and how it is. What's uh, next for Rowan Co.? Uh, obviously, I know it's coming, it's over here in America now, but um, what, what's next and, and what can people expect? Well, um, what's what's ex uh, excited and new is that we are so new. We're not even in the entire country yet. So we just launched in California, October 1st, actually. And uh, so we got I got to go on a trip out there. I got to go everywhere from San Diego to San Francisco in a two week period. I was, we were on a whiskey tour. It was amazing. 
Um, but that's what's so great about Rowan Co is these new collaborations. The whole brand is so built around collaborating and doing things together. So it's what, what chefs can we pair with? What bartenders can we work together with? Because this is one of the first whiskeys that I've ever seen embrace we over me. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, always, that's what's next and also what's now. And that's what's so exciting about Rowan Co. So we talk about that old story. We talk about almost every whiskey in the poetic senses of their old stories. You know, all those stories that we love growing up. What's amazing and exciting about Rowan Co. is, yes, we're inspired by those old stories, but we are new. We're being innovated and created right now. Our, our head distiller, her name is Laura Hemi, also obsessed with alchemy, also obsessed with her, her record collection, like a very, very cool woman. Um, but she's constantly innovating, constantly trying new blends, trying new ways, different woods, seeing how they age. I can't give you an answer on when those will be ready. You know, that's, that's going to be Caroline and Laura Hemi to say this is, this is aged enough. But we, we have many, many different whiskeys and expressions in the pipeline. Right now, though, what's next is get it everywhere in the country. Just, let's get this in front of bartenders. Let's get this in bartenders' hands. It's a bottle you want to hold. And especially when bartending, some bottles, you, some bottles get in the way. So one of the best things about Rowan Co. is it's, it's um, so versatile behind the bar. You can grab it for that sip, but you can also quickly flip it and pour it and it holds well in the hand. Um, that's what's exciting to me. That's what's next for me is getting it everywhere. We're in the Northeast right now. We are in California. So I can't wait to get it everywhere. My family is from Pennsylvania and it's not in Pennsylvania yet. So, so those things are exciting. Well, it sounds like a lot of really cool things are, are coming down the pipeline and I can't wait to, to see what's next. And for those that want to look it up, Row and Co, uh, do a quick Google search. You'll find a lot of cool things. And uh, Josh, thanks for taking some time to, to talk oh, whiskeys, is, the holidays. Nice talking to you. Thank you so much, uh, Jonathan. Have a great day.